Hello, welcome back to the Athlete's Voice podcast. My name is Yona Knight Wisdom and this is episode number 16 of The Aim, The Athlete in Me, where I want to help you become the best that you can be. strange week of training and had a nice weekend rest where I was supposed to get some physio but unfortunately it got cancelled which was uh, a bit frustrating because I was really looking forward to getting my body sorted as I'll talk about throughout the episode Um, but it got cancelled but it's fine because I'm still not reliant upon physio even though it's been a very very nice thing to have the last kind of seven months or so that I've been going to Murray's um, practice I'm, I'm still not fully reliant upon it yet and I know that I can go without it and I know that I trust in my body still that it can recover itself and sort itself out without focusing too much on getting treatment and having to get treatment in order to sort everything out I, I, I'm still confident that I can sort myself out and the actual treatment that I get is just a bonus or a supplementation on top of what I already do myself but what has been super helpful has been all the physio exercises that I've been given to do over the last six months or so which have helped to definitely control some of my injuries so that through this block of competing that I've done I've been essentially less injured until now but it's all good it's all good the physios down in Birmingham with the Team Jamaica delegation and one of them I know from the Pan American Games, I think it was, where I last saw him and he knows me and knows my body well enough and we will hopefully get to work as soon as possible. But I've kind of been in that weird period between competition where the adrenaline's gone and you get back into normal training, normal conditioning. This has obviously been a bit of a longer block with the three weeks in between that I spent in Sheffield, Leeds and now Edinburgh. But the the conditioning at the start was definitely really high and my body reacted so negatively to that that it really started to struggle with soreness and fatigue. And it slowly got better, but now I've got a different type of soreness in my body. And also on top of that, with the training itself, because I've not had that adrenaline and I've still had that you know increase in conditioning in the gym the training's felt so much more difficult and my dives haven't been going as well or as smoothly as I would hope but hopefully when I get to Birmingham and when I start diving in that pool and around the people that's going to be competing there and in the environment that adrenaline should come back and the taper should continue over the next week or so and I'll just start to feel fresher and fresher and fresher So by the time the competition comes around, I'll feel like I'm a butterfly floating in the air. Hopefully, my injuries and body will hold up for that time and allow me to do everything that I need to do. But I'm confident that I will because I've looked after myself well enough for this year that I think the groundwork has been done. So it should maintain itself. I just need to stay switched on, stay focused and 
actually keep on doing my physio exercises because I always forget to do them around competition. But that's my own fault. I need to learn my lesson. Okay, let's get started with the voice notes. So we'll kick off with number one. Today was not a good day. It's the kind of day where I'd prefer to just stay silent, but I need to learn to be more open with these days. Now, to be fair, in hindsight, when I look back, it wasn't actually that bad. It was Tuesday. I felt pretty lethargic in the morning. I had driven back up to Edinburgh that weekend, so I'd rested and I'd got some physio, uh, so my body was feeling a bit better and I felt great on Monday. I felt really good on Monday and then I came into Tuesday and I just wasn't feeling as sharp in the same way. And on my in my morning session, I did some very average dives and was just feeling quite slow. Uh, because, and because I was feeling slow, then I was getting myself down. Then when I got onto a four, three and a half pike, which is like my easy dive and the one that I'm most confident and comfortable with, I did a couple of like average ones, but I did one really bad one, which really hit me and that really got to me. And that was right at the end of my session. So I kind of ended the session on a bit of a bad note where I was a bit like Blair and went back home, had some lunch, a good lunch as normal. I didn't let it affect my routine or anything like that. But then I got back to the pool and... Jen was back in, she was back in just for one session before she headed up to Aberdeen with the Scots and she sent me, you know, through my more difficult dives, I had reverse three and a half, front four and a half and double out and, well, the order was front first, then reverse, then double out and in doing front first, it's, it's always it's always a hard one anyway, never mind when I'm feeling like that and I tried really hard to make sure it was going to be like good and I set myself up and I'll give myself a good chance of making it which I did actually I got good starts on them but on one I landed on my back like so far over because I got a really good start but I just didn't trust it I didn't believe it because I was feeling so bad so I landed on my back and then on the the next one I get a, a good start again and in classic Yona Night Wisdom fashion I completely over corrected myself and in trying to stretch out and do something on the end to not roll it over I stretched out way too early and landed on my face and I was just more embarrassed than anything because that was like New Zealand's first day in as well and they were kind of there um, in and around the pool watching and I, was, like, I wasn't trying to show off or put on a good show or anything but I just didn't want to do anything like that and then because I was annoyed with that I then carried that over into a reverse and I did a couple of bad reverses. I did one really good one, but a couple of really bad ones. And then that carried over into the double out, which is normally a good dive for me. And I just did some really bad double outs. And I was basically, that, that's that's kind of like the worst level that my meltdown gets. That's about as bad as it gets for me. But I think I probably needed it. But I think the reason why it was so bad or the way I, the reason why I felt so bad about myself was because of my body and, and the way that my body felt and the injuries that I've been struggling with. I'm not no, I'm not going to call them injuries. The sorenesses and and the the discomforts that I've been struggling with. So my Achilles has been a bit sore. My left one, which is 
not my hurdle leg, fortunately, but it's definitely been causing some discomfort, even in walking, uh, because I can't push off my foot as strongly as possible. However, when I actually get into training, I'm not feeling it. I'm only feeling it after training, which reminds me a bit of my knee back in the day. But the Achilles is something that really worries me because they can snap so easily. I mean, looking at Alexis Shondard and seeing his Achilles injury that happened in the last couple of weeks, you know, look at that and, and that just gets me a little bit more worried about my own. And then my back, my lower back has been feeling really stiff and really weird um, so that I've not been able to like, I've still been able to stand up straight, but it's definitely been difficult getting there. And in the mornings, it takes a while for me to like stretch out and extend and, and fully open out. So I was having to, you know, take extra time to warm up and stretch and do more even at the flat just to try and get myself a bit more ready for training. So those things just added more concern than I would have normally had had I done a session like that when I was feeling fit and healthy. If I was feeling feeling fit and healthy and fine, I would have done a session like that and brushed it off and like, oh, it just happens, it's fine, I'll bounce back later on or tomorrow or whatever. But because my body was feeling sore and, and the potential for injury was felt so much higher it made me more worried because I was like what if this is my body telling me that it doesn't want to push hard anymore it doesn't want to go anymore because if that was the case then how am I going to get through Commonwealth Games which is coming up in a couple of weeks and if I need to take a rest like how many days because I rest without losing my momentum and losing my flow in the pool so yeah it was that was it was a bit worrying in that respect but the reason why I also made sure to post about it on my 100 days and I kind of just sat there on my phone thinking about what I was going to say and I just typed and let my mind go and kind of not filter anything which I would never normally do on Instagram or in person and I needed to do that because I've never been good at speaking about it but I think it's important because it definitely helps me and it also helps the relationships with people close to me as well so learning to speak about it will help people around me understand me better as a person and you know I posted it and I got a couple of replies from a couple of people one of them was Edwin who uh you know, at first gave me a bit of a bit of motivation then after I told him it wasn't actually that bad he, he then just like kind of uh gave me gave me a bit of a dig um and had a bit of a laugh as he would normally do which was kind of just what I needed and it made me feel a lot better straight away so that's a positive thing straight away but also you know even like my mum for example I remember when I was younger and my mum would pick me up from training and if I'd had a bad training session I just wouldn't want to talk about it and she kind of got to learn and understand that over the years and ended up just not asking which is actually is actually worse I think because then it shuts down a line of communication so I needed to learn to be better to about speaking about it so that she didn't feel as she couldn't ask and you know similar thing happened with my ex-girlfriend you know she didn't understand diving at all so because of that rather than trying to explain it and describe it and speak about it I would just kind of say a very general comment like it was fine or it wasn't great or whatever and then just brush it off and move on because I I didn't feel like I had the energy to explain it and describe it every single time. So, uh, which again, kind of broke down the line of communication, which is not a good thing. So that's why I'm trying to learn to be better about speaking about it, explaining it, explaining my feelings and 
in turn, I think that will help me understand them and deal with them better than maybe what that I did before because I'm very good at internalising things, which is not good. Um, I need to be better at opening and sharing because it's definitely more healthy, I think. But yeah, I think I need that. Moving on to the second voice now. I kind of feel like at a very deep and subconscious level, what I did and felt yesterday was deliberate. Steve Bartlett said a quote which I heard a long time ago and I found very interesting, but he said, struggle on purpose. And the reason why he said that is because sometimes failure is needed to find clarity because after you fail miserably at something, then like it can't get any worse. It can only get better. The only way is up. So if you find that kind of low point, then the only thing that you can do is rise, which I most certainly did. I mean, in that session, I was definitely struggling. I was definitely finding it difficult, but I almost, I feel like when I reflect upon it, I almost feel like I allowed myself to just sink a little bit lower and lower and not try to fight what I was feeling too much and not try to get out of it. I kind of just allowed it to happen. And again, in hindsight, maybe thinking about that, fighting it might have used more energy than was worthwhile because it was just a training session it wasn't particularly important kind of getting through it was more important and I got through it even though I didn't feel good about it but I feel like I might have saved a bit of mental energy by not fighting it and just allowing it to happen I repeated the same session like two days later, my body was probably in a slightly worse condition because it was a couple of days later of training, so I was feeling a bit stiffer. I was with a different coach because Jen had already left, so it was a different environment. There were different divers around me, but the outcome of the session was significantly better. My execution was so much better. The consistency was almost there. It wasn't perfect by any means, but it was significantly better where I felt satisfied coming away from the session. So for a change like that to happen in two days, it just reinforces the fact that, as I said in my post on Instagram, like I'm still good. I just made a couple of bad decisions on that day and it's all right, it's fine, I can go through that. But maybe it was also the case of I had sunk so low that it was never going to get worse than that. It can only get better and anything slightly better would always feel as an improvement and boost my mood, boost my energy, boost my excitement and that's kind of what I needed that little boost gave me so much more confidence for the rest of the week of training and I ended the week quite strong actually even though my body felt like it was getting worse and worse and worse as the week went on I guess it's to be seen what happens next week when I start training in Birmingham who knows the same thing might happen the same process might go on but again this is the time for that and maybe I'm actually right in my subconscious to just allow it and just let it happen rather than trying to fight it too strongly because it's more important to kind of conserve that mental energy for when the competition comes around that's when I'm going to really need it and but then at the same time if I think about it I need to know how to get myself out of that bad place I need to know how to get myself out of that low point 
but maybe the, the adrenaline just helps. I don't know. I'm confident that I'm experienced enough and I've been through enough competitions and enough events and enough cycles that I know how to get myself out of that place if I really, really, really need to and want to. I'm confident that I can do that. So no matter how my training goes, it, it doesn't dictate or define how my competition is going to go. It's a completely different story because it's a different energy. It's a different environment. But going back to the original quote, sometimes struggling on purpose can be a good thing if you're looking at the bigger picture. Okay, moving on to the third voice note. It's so weird. There's so much synergy between the build-up for this Commonwealth Games and the build-up for the last Commonwealth Games. So, last time round, I went on this big, long trip. The Commonwealth Games was in Gold Coast, Australia. So I flew to New Zealand, stayed there for five days, and then flew across to Australia and trained there for about three weeks before the start of the Commonwealth Games. Then afterwards, I stayed in Australia for a week or so before going to Dubai and staying for five days before finally coming back home. So it was a long old trip. But it's funny that I went to both Australia and New Zealand and trained with both of, both of those countries. And this time round, they're both here in Edinburgh training with me. And I stayed in Edinburgh, but the rest of the Scottish team left. So it was literally just me and these two teams together at the same time. There's one weird bit of synergy. The second bit is that I heard that I'm not going to be in the same training group as England when it gets to Birmingham. So this is funny because it's completely different circumstances. Last time round, I remember specifically asking to not be in the same training group as England. And that was partly why I went on this big old long trip because I felt like I just needed a break from the people that I was training with. I don't know, I can't put my finger on what it was, but... I just, I didn't feel comfortable around them. I didn't feel as comfortable around them as I had done previously. I don't know what changed that. I don't know why it became such a thing, but my natural reaction was to try and get out and get away from them, which is why I went to New Zealand, why I went to Australia for such a long period of time to try and train with AD and almost feel like we were a bit back to normal because that was only about a year after AD left. And then it came to the training groups. And again, it kind of made made sense because I was diving with Tandy and it would help her to kind of coach alongside AD. So I asked to be with Team Australia, but it just so happened that they were separate from Team England. And I wasn't mad about that. Like, I still enjoyed being around the, the guys, like the, the English guys, but having that separation was actually quite nice for that period of time but this time round um I think I think Jen requested Scotland to be in a different training group to England I don't know for whose benefit that is not certainly not for mine because I wouldn't have minded at all being with England this time round like I have no problem with it I don't mind who I train with at this point but it's just funny that she requested for Scotland to be in a different training group than England and I'm obviously tying in with Scotland because Jen's coaching me so another little weird synergy the third thing is um, a bit more grim, but uh, it's a part of 
life as a diver when you spend all of your time in water and that is athlete's foot which can be prevalent and annoying at times and this week just gone and the week that I spent training in Brisbane I remember specifically having a seriously horrible case of athlete's foot where like my like little kind of crease underneath my little toe like broke um, and it just exposed something and when I put a certain pressure on it in a certain way it would sting so much I think it was because like the water would be able to get into it and it would sting so much and I, I specifically remember that happening out in Brisbane and I had to get some athlete's foot spray to get rid of it there and it also happened here this week it was so annoying so I had to get some athlete's foot cream um, to try and relieve the pain which I think I have done um, but I'm going to continue using it when I get down to Birmingham so that it doesn't get any worse again um, so sorry about that disgusting little detail but it's funny how things often happen in cycles like that and you know people say that history repeats itself but it's slightly different ways and you can learn from the past and it's just funny how very similar circumstances are around the last two Commonwealth Games. I'm just hoping that the competition results aren't the same because last time around they got fourth and like ninth, something like that. So that won't be ideal. Again, hopefully a little bit better. So I'll take similar if as long as the similarity is up. Um, but we'll see. Okay, moving on to the fourth voice note. I think one of my biggest flaws, like it might be with many other athletes as well, is I don't want to be told to stop. Yeah, I hate being told to stop. Going back to that Tuesday session with Jen, she could see I was struggling and she asked me if I wanted to cut the numbers down. I was like, nah, 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 I'm cut. I'm fine, I'm fine. Let me just go. Whereas actually it might have been a reasonable thing to do to leave that session and just cut the numbers down or whatever or do something slightly different and just leave it and then come back to it as a late point but I felt that would have been quite a defeatist attitude of me um, which is not something I like but this whole thing of learning to take breaks and rest a bit more is something I'm just going to have to learn to adapt to and accept when I get a little bit older um, or just take the ownership over because inevitably my body's going to require a little bit more rest than it once did as it gets older and as everything becomes a little bit more difficult. So I'm going to have to be fine and be comfortable with doing that. I mean, for example, I could have taken a little bit longer off after Budapest. I didn't need to come back so quickly. I mean, I did have like four days, no, three days of no diving. Yeah, three, four days of no diving. But one of those days was traveling back from Budapest, which I was significantly delayed. Um, and then the next day was traveling down to London. Then the next day was traveling back from London. And then the day after that was traveling down to Leeds. So I didn't really rest on those days off. But... I think if I had taken longer, I would have felt guilty for not training, which shouldn't be the case because I'm good enough now where my level of performance should maintain, even if I take a couple of days just to 
rest and recuperate. So that's something I need to think about going forward. But I, I literally avoid so many things. So no one can tell me to like rest. I mean, if we take my ear, for example, and if my parents listen to this, they're probably going to tell me to go get it checked out. But my ear has been not right for like a year. Um, I think I got an ear infection like a year ago and it's just never settled and it's not got better to the point where my hearing's been like fully normal or my ear's been fully normal. And yes, I definitely should get it checked out, but I don't want to go to get it checked out in case the doctor or whoever tells me that I need to take a week out of the pool in order for it to recover because I don't want to take a week out of the pool. I would rather, I'd much rather wait all the way until my summer break and then hopefully go and see them and and then I'm already taking a week out of the pool anyway because I'm not going to be in it because I'm resting. So maybe that's the time for me to go. But I do need to learn to be better at getting things checked out and taking ownership over having more rest to look after my body because especially as I say, as I get older, everything becomes a bit more fragile and a bit more difficult. But it's such a norm for athletes to compete whilst injured. So my question is like, at what point will long-term health be put first and you're starting to see things creep in and incentives and and uh, trials creep in for example in football with heading you know they're they're trialing at a certain age or below a certain age to to not allow headers in training because of the potential impact that it might cause in later life because a number of older footballers and granted the footballs were much heavier at the time like when they were leather balls and if they got wet they were so heavy so like heading that well you can only imagine the pain but even today you know Thiago Silva for example he came over to play for Chelsea and he said he had just constant headaches in his first couple of weeks or first month or so in English football because he was heading the ball so much more than he would normally head it in France that can't be good for him so at what point will long-term health considerations be put before an athlete's performance? Me, for example, who knows what pushing my body through this level of discomfort would cause in the future. But for me, it's, it's an absolute no-brainer. Like I've just got to keep pushing. I've got to keep pushing. I'm not thinking in the long term. I'm not thinking in the future. I'm thinking about now. But 10 years time, I could get down the line and think it wasn't really worth it pushing my body that hard when I'm struggling to walk now. But I guess, I guess we'll see. Okay. The final voice note. I've finished the aim, the introduction, and I've shared it with some friends for some feedback. That's it, real quick point to finish on. The AIM introduction is finished, ready to go on August 1st. Although I'm going to have to do a little bit of tweaking on it this week. Um, I sent it through to my friends to ask, get some feedback and get some info on their thoughts. And most of them have had, obviously, just like a really quick scan through and said, yeah, that's okay. But one of my friends has a real deep read um, and has been pinging through some messages and some really good feedback this evening. So I need to um, go through his feedback and just make some little tweaks and adjustments. Um, but basically just go with it because 
I've kind of written on top of my notes like don't overthink this this does not need to be perfect in capital letters because it doesn't need to be perfect I just need to kind of get it done and deliver it and then go from there and build from there but with that being said it's time to get started on the nine other books now which is going to be a tough challenge because I'm giving myself just over a month from now to finish all nine ready to be uploaded on my website so tbc how that goes but i'm looking forward to the challenge and i think it's going to be i think it's going to be really really good but yes that is all for today that's all i had to speak about hopefully i didn't ramble on too much hopefully everything i made i said made sense kind of just about did to me but yeah it was kind of good talking through and just thinking about some of those um so some of those thought processes early in the week especially because um i was a bit confused myself i wasn't really sure what i was doing and why i was doing it but now i feel better about it so i'm now looking forward with a bit more excitement and anticipation towards the commonwealth games compared to how i was looking at it on tuesday so that's really good and that's really positive but in the meantime thank you for listening next episode will be recorded from Birmingham in my room in the village just before I get ready to compete at my third Commonwealth Games so I hope you've had a good weekend I hope you have a good week ahead and I will catch you on the next one bye if you've made it to this point much respect from me to you we are almost done before you go be sure to leave a rating and a comment Give my athletes voice social accounts a like or a follow. I'll be back with more stories and more conversations soon. So stay tuned.